Genre. Welcome back to Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze and celebrate the return of the red and blues in Spider-Man 3, one font usage minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. <laughs> I'm Zach Luna. Hey, everybody. I'm Andy Nelson from uh, the Next Reel and Marvel Movie Minute. And I'm Pete Wright, also from the Next Reel and Marvel Movie Minute. Welcome, Welcome. guys. Thanks, Jen. Is, it's great to be here. This is going to be exciting <laughs> to talk about uh, some some Spider-Man that's not tied up in the MCU. It's oh, true. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. true. Um, all right. Well, today we're talking about Minute 111, which begins with Peter pulling a suitcase out from under his bed and ends with Harry turning off a television in disgust and walking to and looking at a painting of Norman. Oh, yeah. The painting of Norman. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if he has more than one, but it's the he same might. one we saw before. Yeah, he think A man who has this painting always has another. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I buy that, yeah. Um, we start in the less uh, less fancy dwellings back in Peter's rundown apartment. Mm-hmm. Uh, retrieving bed, bed uh, trunks. Where does he get all these fabulous? I've said it before on the podcast, but just I I love all these containers he's got for his suits and things. Well, you know when you've got a a, a one room apartment like he does, you got to find space where you can make it. Uh, True. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm sure this he's... was like pre IKEA too, so like there mm-hmm. there weren't as many foldable, storable, <laughs> cute kind of knobby things. Yeah, he, he yeah. prefers you do the fifties-ish uh, briefcases. That's right. right. Yeah. Well, it like it was inherited from Uncle Ben. <laughs> Uncle Ben is really the one we should be questioning. What was he hiding in <laughs> all of fair. these things? Yeah, right. Maybe, exactly. Maybe like Uncle Ben has like the the Foot Locker in the closet from I don't know serving overseas or something. And then like he went, he would like to go to thrift store, thrift stores or thrift shops on the weekends and like hunt down. Oh, oh, this will be really good for my electrician equipment or something. And then mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's what this was before. Maybe I don't know. I just think they're cool. I want one. I want several. <laughs> It'll be an interesting <laughs> thread for you guys uh, to discuss as you watch all the rest of these Spider-Man films, because I feel like every iteration of Spider-Man ends up having this basic type of suitcase that they have under their bed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of a good way to show that Peter Parker's all about hand-me-downs, you know, that he's not, <laughs> yes. he's not well off. He's, he's, he's got to take what he can get. Um, and I think, I think that's good. I mean, obviously here, especially here, but in the other movies as well, um, I think in every single iteration, uh, you know, it's, it's like, oh, okay, great. He's, he's, you know, he doesn't have a lot. He's, he's, uh, you know, he's a little poor, he's struggling, he's got hand-me-downs, but then he's got like a multi-million dollar suit. Uh, <laughs> right, right. That he swings around the city, and so he can't be doing that bad. Um, I uh, I will say, you know, I think that I don't remember if we ever see 
the amazing Spider-Man suits not being worn? If we ever see them just like hanging somewhere, do we? Um, do we get that in any or, or like movies? on a clothesline or yeah. something yeah. like that, or folded we, up or on a clothesline, like hanging hanging out the yeah. window of his <laughs> flat <laughs> between two buildings? <laughs> well, we've got we've got the laundry sheriff scene in the first Amazing Spider-Man, but it's just like a quick shot of it crumpled up in the in right. the wash, right? And then um, there's a scene in Amazing Spider-Man two where he like takes the shirt portion off and like throws it. Okay, right. Yeah. yeah, I think you're yeah. right. But like, I, I, so I, I can't, I can't totally speak for that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do know comparing this to say the homecoming suit, which mm-hmm. is very just like, you know, it's just a piece of fabric. I mean, it's, it's pretty yeah. pliable and, and yeah. just, just kind of crumples into like a, a, a bunch of clothes. It's like um, Lululemon stuff. I mean, really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but this one, um, because of the choice of having the raised webbing, on this suit, it never looks great when it's just like not being worn like, by someone. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, it looks stiff, uh, like uh, like like some sort of joke someone would make about like a college person's like laundry. It's like, oh, it's like <laughs> it's like stiff, and you need to <laughs> or, or like overstarched maybe. I don't yeah, know. Overstarched. overstarched. Sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I don't know. But I feel like I've seen like a joke in like a comedy or something of like some college kid who doesn't washes clothes and like somebody like picks up a shirt and it's like a it's like just like just a flat board. and stretch yeah stretch, like just <laughs> yeah you, you, they just like break it in half or something it's so stiff it's um, so yeah. stiff it makes me wonder if like the the props team in order to keep it you know <laughs> centered with the spider image so perfectly in frame if they don't actually have like a piece of uh, cardboard or something inside so as he picks it up it stays mm. stiff the whole time mm. it, it, you it might, might be right about that, that way. yeah, that, yeah. That yeah. might be yeah you might yeah. Be it's right good about enough that. for the gap it's good enough for us i think yeah. <laughs> so, I, I think the, the bigger thing that i have with this suit is that it is it's sort of non-committal in the way it handles seams you know what i mean mm-hmm. like this mm. one i think and I know you guys have talked about this on the show. Um, in, uh, I, I don't right, know. Yeah. Sort of not really <laughs> recent episode, but and I'm sure it's a common theme. But like when we know like the the transition to CG seems, uh, you know, when he takes the the headpiece off, it's not connected. Mm-hmm. But in this, doesn't it look like a hoodie? Like the like the head when you a look at the bit. very early part of the frame, it's like it's like a giant onesie. This suit sort of challenges any assumptions of how he might get into it like it's all just (laughs) together and that i I find bothers me yeah it's been a recurring um i don't know if i would call it a problem but just like a a logistical thing that they have to a a hoop to get through where they want the suit to look seamless like the comics or whatever when you're wearing it but it has to function the way like like in the comic you can just draw it like oh yeah he takes off the boot and he takes off the mask and it's all fine uh and then we puts him on it's all seamless again mm-hmm. uh but to actually physically make the objects you have to run a ground a ground of that um the issue here and there um i almost feel like this scene might have been a thing they came up with fairly late because I would I would probably have assumed you would have wanted to build a specific suit for this mm-hmm. that is less um that has less tension on the fabric yeah like mm-hmm. the reason that, that the suit gets so crumply and like it looks tense when it's not on someone is because the the foam latex webbing doesn't stretch the same way that the spandex does right so when it's not like fully on the the body of the person 
it you know bunches in weird ways i i would have thought they would have tried to have made like a flat relaxed version for shots like this but it looks like they just took one of the stunt suits and they're like yeah you won't be able to see the hood right just you know fold it behind yeah. right that's <laughs> uh, fine in in regards to like the onesie uh problem um mm-hmm. which <laughs> the which onesie is problem. the onesie problem the, yeah. the onesie problem which is a problem i think is that a title um, that might be a title that might be a title <laughs> uh the, the the onesie problem i you know it is it's an issue with the spider-man suit in movies because you have to you know you're writing a line between um trying to make this into something practical that exists in real life and also trying to match what was seen in the comics that can't actually exist in real life. Yeah. Uh, and, and I, I feel that like the best way to do, to, to, to do that is like one, you, it needs to be a onesie practically on set, right? Like it, mm-hmm. it, it has to be a onesie, right? That's the only way to get it to, uh, 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 hug all the things that it's supposed to, um, <laughs> and it, it is that it's a it has to be a onesie. But uh, practically speaking, in the world of the movie, it needs to not be a onesie because how the hell do you put that on, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, right. Yeah. That, I think I think Homecoming did a really good job of creating a solution to that with the with the little the the the, the suction button, um, the, vacuum, <laughs> the vacuum sealer, the vacuum yeah. sealer, yeah, <laughs> which is great. I, I think that. <laughs> I think that was a really smart way to do that. It's just, I, I really like it. It's just not very Spider-Man-y, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's not something that is like visual, dis- visually distinctive for, for Spider-Man. But I do really like an Amazing Spider-Man 2 when he takes off the shirt and throws it aside. He's just got the bottoms on because that's, I've seen that a million times in Amazing Spider-Man comics, right? Right. The, the, the fact that it's, it's a multi-piece costume it's a shirt it's pants it's boots and it's gloves and it's a mask right mm-hmm. um i feel like the solution to this for me i think the way that you make the this into the most make it make sense the easiest mm-hmm. is you have this belt that goes around the spider-man suits right this this little fabric web belt that sort of matches the chest material yeah and it's on most iterations of the costume um uh, with the with ironically, I think the exceptions of the Amazing Spider-Man suits, they don't have a belt. I think <laughs> the, the second uh, one does, not the first. The second one yeah. does. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the first one definitely doesn't, and it looks like bondage gear. But that's <laughs> neither here nor there. Um, so so the uh, the belt, if you just in the world of the movie, if you just had it had a shot where they lift the belt part of like the belt is like almost like part of the shirt. It's like the bottom mm-hmm. of the shirt and you lift it up a little bit and there's a zipper connecting the shirt to the pants underneath the belt. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And you just right. unzip that and then you can take the shirt off and whatever. And then it's like, oh, now it makes sense why it looks like a onesie when he's wearing it, but also he can practically remove the top from the bottom. Yeah. I feel like because that's all you not- need. Yeah. yeah, because yeah. if it's not a zipper, like inevitably during a fight or something, he's going to bend in some way and it's going to pull up and you're going right. to end up with a gap of skin. And, it's, <laughs> right. you know, you just don't want that. It's not, right. you're not going to look like a cool hero. You're not going <laughs> to yeah. look like a cool hero and you're going to give people something to identify you by. Um, Which is yes, right. underwear. Yeah. The person, right. Because it has your mark. name on it. 
Yeah, <laughs> your, your underwear, or or literally just your race, right? I mean, the whole thing yeah, in right. Into the Spider Verse is Spider Man can be anybody, but if yeah, sure. if M- Miles Morales could uh, bend in a certain way and lift up his shirt, and everyone realizes that he's a black man. That mm-hmm. could uh, cause issues for yeah. him and the world around him, unfortunately. Um, yeah. and and the same could be ca- the same could be said about uh, Peter Parker or uh, the million other Spider Mans that are out there. Um, so yeah. especially if he like writes his name in his underwear, right? Like that, That's that a real really problem. Really that, yeah, everyone <laughs> would know yeah. that his his name is actually Calvin Klein. Um, <laughs> Hogarth Hughes. Yeah, I uh, I just want some kind of. Um, new take on the suiting up sequence in mm-hmm. future Spider-Man movies. Like uh, the, the vacuum sealer is very clever, but it feels like a James Bond thing or yes. Tony Stark thing or something. Yes. Like you don't have to go full, like Joel Schumacher, like showing like crash zooms as he put on gloves or something. But like, I would like at least one little quick shot of like pulling the boots on and then putting the mask on and then stepping out as um yeah, I, I legitimately wonder if that ship has sailed in an era of the nanobot suit. Like, I, it, I just <laughs> wonder if they were like, well, we've solved all the suiting problems forever. And now let's get <laughs> on with something else. And we're yeah. not done with that. Because that's the other not. part that I like in the uh, Spider-Man game is that you have that shot of him putting on the mask and then tucking the bottom of the mask into the turtleneck of the shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that seam right. never goes away. Like you right. can always see it. Yeah. yeah, you can always see the seam, but like if you're from, if you're looking at it from a distance, it's not there because you put the he put the webbing on the tip of the uh, turtleneck. So it always yes. it by by creating an obvious seam, you're blending it in with the webbing, and it's like it's perfect. It is. It's um, but, one of those things that really sets this one apart. That it you always know, even in in sort of head canon, right? That that I see the seam, even if it's not really a seam. They've done mm-hmm. such a good job of making it obvious enough that it, that it's more believable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's I a think hard the needle suit, thread. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah the, the suit. The, I mean, because of the webbing, I think that's the benefit that this particular suit has. Because any of those lines of a web could, could be, be like that right. neck seam or a different split mm-hmm. somewhere else. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I like the suit quite a lot overall in oh, these yeah. films. It's just mm-hmm. the. It, it's hard to figure out which uh, how how far to go in the realm of believability versus practicality. I guess. Mm-hmm. Or like the like the fantasy of the suit, like is part of it that like oh this like cool almost perfect thing that hugs you in every way and looks really cool and you can do your superhero stuff in it. Um, when you have a character who isn't like funded by a billionaire, um, not to say that Spider Man is not occasionally funded by a billionaire because that's <laughs> who he is right now in the movies, um, but like he's not always going to be Batman Beyond Spidey, so. It it would be nice to have a little more tactile something there. I don't know, but mm-hmm. in in this scene at least, uh, I I like that we go back to the old Danny Elfman theme here, and we just have a moment with like the symbolism of the suit. Even if the suit looks wrinkly and a little tense, I think the moment works. I I think it works taken on its own. However, I do need to point out that uh, I I think part of the problem with this movie is that we have this moment and we're going to have an even bigger moment, um, I think. Is it tomorrow or the next day? Um, uh, it's coming I think up. It's quick. Wednesday. Oh, it's, yeah. a, yeah. no, it's on Thursday. Yes. It's on Thursday. Yeah. Um, okay, okay. The the moment on Thursday uh, as well. It's 
it, they both feel slightly unearned because we've only had we only had the black suit for 50 minutes. Yeah. Uh, right. uh, you know, it would have been one thing if he would have been in the black suit by minute 15, minute 20, but uh-huh. we waited until we were an hour into the movie before he got to be in the black suit. And so it doesn't really feel like the red and blue suit was gone really. Uh right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like it really would have sold it if like if they had made an entire film where he had the black suit and it wasn't oh, yeah. until like a, a a later film that it started affecting his mind or something like that. I mean, right. that would have been a better way to tell where at the end of that if if you see that moment where he that we see this where he's actually pulling out that old red suit, I think that would make everybody in the in the auditorium like thrilled. I mean, everybody yeah. loves yeah. seeing the return of the suit, but you're right. It wasn't that long ago that right. we just saw. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's almost like they want the effect of, um, like in Spider-Man 2, uh, after like Doc Ock kidnaps Mary Jane and he like has his powers again and he goes and gets a suit and then there's that like great shot with the newspaper, he's back and, you know, go Spidey go, that whole feeling where mm-hmm. it's yeah. like, oh my God, yeah, Spider-Man's back. That's kind of what we want here, uh, but it's not fully there there like like i like i said before i like the moment i i really like just like having time to sit and almost have the like cultural legacy of spider-man permeate into the movie a little bit like look at the symbol and okay we feel comfortable again let's go do this but there's not enough contrast i guess is what is the the point scott made well yeah (laughs) i I think that's i think that's exactly the point and and it's central to the 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 challenge of the movie that it's full of a lot of great moments but it's like Mm. spider-man in a microwave like when you put them all together they're just (laughs) pounding through so many fantastic elements that it ends up being uh not quite as good as the sum of its parts in in mm-hmm. yeah. some of these plays. It's like, it, you know, to all of your point about Venom, it's just unearned, uh, mm-hmm. you know, black suit stuff. I don't think people generally understand the resonance of the black suit given the short shrift that it gets in this movie. Like, I don't think they get how important mm-hmm. it is to, to the Spider-Man universe because of what they did to it in this movie. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's just a bit of a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks There's, for pointing that out, Pete. That you, was really great. Right. It. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to add there. Um, yeah, I don't know. What was Sp- Spider-Man Three? It's a little disappointing. Um, we 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 head back to the crisis, I guess, with uh, our news anchor Hal Fishman, um, and uh, and then he throws it to his like reporter on the scene uh, here, Miss. Uh, What's the name again? Ju- uh, Ju- Jennifer Dugan. Miss Jennifer yeah. Dugan. So the first, we like heard her voice last week, but this is our first like um, introduction to her. Uh, the the more I look at these minutes like in isolation, mm-hmm. the more the point that like uh, Scott made last week stands out where it, it feels like some of these newscaster segments were patched on late in the game to try to... Uh, tidy over the gaps in storytelling here it's just very (laughs) i don't know it's just awkward i think this is where they cut most of the 20 pages i think is in this section uh Mm -hmm. i think that they you know they they from that original draft i think they cut 20 pages mostly out of the ending because i think it's easier to bring everything together faster than it is to build it um i don't know 
Hmm. Uh, yeah. Because you well, can, it, you can, you can have stuff like this to fill in those gaps. Yeah. Because I mean, at this point, we we know that there is a villain team up that's mm-hmm. taking place. And uh, we we get this sense that obviously Venom is, uh, you know, front and center of what's going on because of the web that we see mm-hmm. in this minute. Um, but it's funny that, uh, and, and I think this might speak to those missing uh, or the, the pages that got cut. We have nothing of Sandman for quite a while. I mean, we're, we don't see him at all this this whole week that, uh, right. that we're talking. And it's almost like, what's he doing? Is he just like taking a nap in like at the bottom of the building? Uh, waiting for that perfect moment when Spider-Man is nearby. Like it, it, like there's such a strange, like non setup for, for that. And I get it. It's you, you don't want, you want to surprise your audience and stuff, but it just, when it finally happens, it's like, that's where he's been this whole time. Well, (laughs) they do uh, in the, in the news material at the, the bottom of last week, uh, they do explain that he is keeping the police away from the construction right, site. Right, 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 right. Um, so that's that's what he's up to. He's just... But, there's like five seconds that, of isn't it. Isn't that weird, yeah. though, that we don't have him at all here now? Right, like yes. He was just yes. in it. Because, I mean, this was the same newscast, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Peter was watching the newscast, mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden Sandman's totally gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I find it suspicious. No. It is. It, it definitely just, is. It's just really, it's, <laughs> I, don't, I don't buy this. Um, yeah, it's, it's weirdly compressed. Like she says, um, you know, when we reveal the, the Charlotte's web of it all, um, like she has a, a line there where she's like, there seems to be something they're, they're writing something or, and uh, looks back at the camera and then they pan up and the message is done. And it's like, while she said, one sentence to camera he did this whole thing basically yeah <laughs> it just it yeah, worked very it, fast in local yeah. news i mean i it, guess it, i i guess the i guess the argument could be made since this isn't actual webbing it's it's symbiote material that the mm-hmm. symbiote is doing this based on thought that um, it's all oh it's just <laughs> smart web yeah oh okay yeah yeah, yeah. It, it just like happened it's yeah. all crawling into place. Yeah. Right, right. So yeah. it's happening all at once is what I'm thinking it is. It's <laughs> just, sort of Yeah. I was imagining Eddie just like sprinting around at a breakneck pace trying to and then the, the Y is gonna go here. <laughs> and instead, no, this is so much better. Instead he just sort of spews, right? That makes it better. <laughs> Uh, I also I I also I like that it's the um, the symbiote doing this just because like last week we talked about how uh, Venom was using eyes uh, single single uh, he was using uh, like first person yeah uh, first person single Um, Mm -hmm. and and Venom as we know iconically uses uh, first person plural Um, we so it's it's fun to think that like you know us is meaning in the context as far as the newscast is concerned us is talking about venom and sandman but but if the symbiote is the one that's making this then maybe the symbiote is talking about itself and eddie which okay. I'd like it's, to think that they got it right this time, but I feel like they didn't. And I feel like the only reason <laughs> that it's done this way is because they're talking about the two villains. Because yeah. Well, that's, yeah. Why I just, just, that, yeah. that's why I like to think that it's the symbiote that made this and not, and not Eddie. Um, it and helps. Then, yeah. yeah. And then it helps because it's like, well, this, he's not, he's not talking to the symbiote, but the symbiote knows he knows the deal. Yeah. 
Um, boy, that the symbiote's got a fine taste in fonts, huh? Yeah. So this is uh, this is obviously this is the font uh, from the Amazing Spider-Man comics, um, specifically from the like late '80s into the '90s and early 2000s. Before I think it started changing up again. Um, most famously used for the Spider-Man the Animated Series. Uh, yeah. And uh, it's uh, it's a good font. I think that. It's a good font, and it it does feel very specifically of the Venom symbiote carnage era. Like, it reminds me of that era of comics, Mm -hmm. uh, specifically, because it's a little... It's a little grittier than I think of Spider-Man usually. Like it, it, it doesn't feel <laughs> quite as like carefree and fun the way that Spider-Man typically is um, yeah. as a character. And so uh, it, it always, as soon as I see this font, it specifically like just sends me right back to uh, the early '90s, like reading comics in the early '90s, um, yeah. and uh, the, all of or this stuff. That- <laughs> we're playing that first uh playstation game where like the uh, the loading screen had this like techie version of the spider-man theme and like this was the font it just said spider-man back there and it's like i don't know like oh, that's man. that's a strong association i have with this font. <laughs> you just totally <laughs> took me back that's absolutely right i'm like living in loading screen right now God, i just wasted so much life in that game <laughs> yeah it was fun though it's so good yeah. Yeah. So here's a here's a question regarding this though. So so it's white and all of the webbing otherwise is black. Is he is he using both forms of webbing? He only oh. has one kind as far as I yeah. know. So I think I, this I thought is it was just always black. Well, I think yeah. that it's just shiny and they're shining a light on it. I think that's what that that's what I was getting out of it. It and even it, it, it's it <laughs> like is he intentionally uh angling his letters? Apart so from the, the webbing lights. behind it, so that the lights will appropriate <laughs> appropriately reflect from, through it. I think that's uh, man. Uh-huh. Yeah, I yeah. It's 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 a struggle. I feel like <laughs> they're they're doing it this way just to make it stand out. I mean, obviously they need to. This is a tricky thing. You're you're you know we're supposed to be able to read a web in the middle of the night, and mm-hmm. so it's a very tricky ask anyway, <laughs> especially when it's written with black webbing. Mm-hmm, so I think there's yeah. a lot of forgiveness that the effects team is is asking with all of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it feels like there was an initial pass that looked more. Uh, true to the physics of the situation and then subsequent like no we got i can't read it I just need mm-hmm. to- <laughs> <laughs> i'll say <laughs> this though uh, uh kudos to uh, venom and the symbiote for uh remembering the hyphen <laughs> right. yeah. that's a great point yeah he reads the newspaper you yeah know, he's, <laughs> he knows you don't want peter to walk by and go well it's not me they're, they're not talking to me yeah <laughs> Spider-Man? I don't know him. Who's that? Spider-Man. Spider-Man. What do you guys think of this, uh, the video effect that they put on this newscast? Do you you guys like it? (sighs) I I struggle with it so much every time I see it. Yeah. I think it it looks like... it, it honestly it reminds me of like when you go to a theme park and you're in line watching like the video like the the, the videos of like <laughs> yeah. this is the story of the ride that you're about to go on and it all right. looks like kind of cheap um that's yeah. what this stuff looks like to me right and, and yeah. it's usually just as expository as this is <laughs> yes exactly yes, totally. 
Yeah. Exactly. I, I think I, I would forgive it more if it wasn't so clear that, like, the cameras they're using to film this are doing way more than any, like, newscastery live film camera could do. Like, the, the zoom they have on this thing is insane. Like, it goes from, <laughs> like, yeah, it's you know, exceptional. It's close coverage on Jennifer up to the web and then past the web to the taxi cab and then into the window of the taxi cab to, like, see Mary Jane's face as clear as day. I just... I can't buy the video effect if it's that sophisticated. Like, it's too good, but Especially also Especially on a long lens like that. Like, if you zoom mm-hmm. in that much where you're, like, right on MJ's face, like, mm-hmm. y- you have to be on sticks because you're going to be so wobbly. It's picking up every motion. And this is a really smooth zoom, so... Yeah, yeah. Too, well, and then slick. we trans it, like it we we get that toss into the the loft now and he pulls back from so we're inside the TV and we pull back and that's mm-hmm. where we see the interlaced but that's clearly a, a high definition television set, right? I mean, it's we were already broadcasting yeah in HD for rich people then. Yeah, it's like an <laughs> LCD screen he's got, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, Why at does least it have banding? We would not see those giant, stupid lines. Yeah. <laughs> but how else will I know it's a TV? Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what they were saying. We have to do something. It doesn't doesn't look like. Does a that TV. look like a TV to you guys? No. <laughs> More lines. I just I just thought the the he, the movie was happening in his house somehow. I didn't I didn't get it. I didn't like. It. How did I he thought know? that was a movie box. Yeah. How did he know? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Make no. it look like a CRT. I don't give a crap. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, I I did look up um, our Jennifer Dugan's identity here, the actress. It's, we're having fewer and fewer actor bios as we go along, so I kind of get like a little antsy about it. Um, uh, <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is Lucy Gordon, who plays Jennifer Dugan here, trying her best. She's a British actress, as I think is clear from her voice. Um, I, I Earl, wasn't totally clear. I, I wasn't sure <laughs> if maybe it was a fake accent. So it's, I'm, it's nice to know that, she, that she's actually British. She's the real deal. Yeah, it, it almost feels like a case of a, a real British person who's not that comfortable doing newscastery things rather than like a newscaster type actor putting on a British accent. Um, this is one of her first film roles and she didn't have uh, th- that many. Um, basically... She her career started as a model. She was a um, right out of the equivalent of high school in England. She was like taking her uh, O level exams, and she got signed to a agency. And then she like booked a cover girl contract that same year. So like she just like was a, a fashion and cosmetics model, and then transitioned into acting a bit after that. But um, there's only a handful of like actual acting roles on her resume. She did this. She was in Serendipity with John Cusack and Kate Beckinsale. Was she really? Yeah, she's one of, you know, Kate Beckinsale's British friends because they need British people. (laughs) And uh, and she was also in a movie called The Four Feathers, which I it's it's um, one of several movies that have been based on the same novel. So if you look up The Four Feathers, this is the one from 2002, not the one from like 1934. Um, But it's like a (laughs) British period piece with Heath Ledger and Wes Bentley and uh, Kate Hudson. What? Uh, yeah. It like all of the main characters in it aren't British actors, but it's like a British period piece, and like 
Heath Ledger goes behind enemy lines, like pretending to be an Arab person. So they put him in brown face. Oh, it's like a no. whole. No, that's yeah, not I, right. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know uh, how how and why that movie exists. Like it, it felt when I when I went and looked up that credit and looked up the film. I was like, what is this? I watched the trailer for it, and it honest to god felt like a fake trailer that they would put in front of <laughs> Tropic Thunder. Like it was that <laughs> level of like. Oh no. I actually saw that in the theaters. Oh, no way! How was it? I did. I've actually seen several versions of that film, and uh, I don't know why, because I didn't... I don't know why I saw this one, because I didn't like... The, the original story to begin with and then yeah. I, I went to see this one just because all the people who are in it and I'm like yeah, I still <laughs> sure. don't like the story still don't like it <laughs> maybe this time oh, yeah. it'll be different no it yeah, wasn't, right. it wasn't nope, different nope. <laughs> still not good yeah still not good um, you guys I, a, can I can I try yeah. to close a loop with a conspiracy theory that I think Please. a show yeah. like this is is important um, so you, you talked about Hal Fishman and he's a a legend in local TV news broadcasting. He said, sadly, yes. he passed away, and I'm sure you've talked a lot about him. I worked with a guy in local news broadcasting now, now named Hal Kennedy in Colorado Springs at KKTV News uh, back in the 80s. And, and Hal looks exactly like Hal Fishman. Hal Kennedy looks exactly like Hal Fishman. And I learned something <laughs> from Hal Kennedy that he says he learned from Hal Fishman that I think may have influenced the design of the suit in Spider-Man. Oh. Are you ready? Oh, my God. Oh, this is yes. so good. Oh, my God. Hal Kennedy tells me that Hal Fishman taught him when he buys his shirts, his, like, button-down shirts for his broadcast. Uh. They were news anchors, right? They had to sit in the chair all day long, right? Yeah. And uh, he said when he buys his shirts, he takes he has them custom-tailored, and he has buttonholes sewn on them along with matching buttonholes that he so has sewn onto his boxer shorts. So he literally buttons his button-down shirts to his boxer shorts via huh? custom eye holes and buttons. I oh. wonder if that's what Spider-Man's doing, and they actually learned it from <laughs> Hal Fishman. You can take that to the bank. So that you don't get any separation get from any the top up. part of your costume. Because right. they are costumes, basically, that the, yeah. the anchor folk wear. It's that's not, right. It's not their real, regular, day-to-day -day clothing. That yes. is crazy. I So funny. I, what a weird connection. I once did a, uh, a play in Colorado Springs uh, about news anchors and we went to the local <laughs> we went to the local station and learned from the anchors there uh, about you know how to read the teleprompters and yes. their little like tricks and stuff and what, what it is like working in a newsroom. Like we did a little thing there, but I don't think how Kennedy was there anymore. This would have been like, 2009 maybe oh, 2010? Hal Kennedy uh, passed away in 2007 okay. he had retired yeah. and moved to Arizona in, in the early 90s or something so oh I see yeah, yeah. So, I mean I was there in the 80s and so I see uh, yeah but I was probably in that same newsroom like yeah. learning about right? <laughs> all that nonsense yeah. that's wild <laughs> yeah crazy I, uh, yeah so I like it that's a good conspiracy shirt yeah button your shirts to your underpants to your Button them up. You, uh, what, wow. what other podcast could you get that kind of great advice than the Spider-Man? Exactly. Nowhere. Priceless. Nowhere. Priceless gems right. Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I we're going to top that. <laughs> I, I, well, I have another little bit of closure that uh, it's it's really a lot more depressing than than Pete's. Uh, oh, okay. but, but this was interesting and because you were talking about Lucy Gordon, I was reading about her. And mm. a couple years after this movie, she committed suicide. She hung That's herself. Right. Yeah. yeah. Which is Paris. Like, yeah. yeah, in Paris, she was apparently despondent uh, over the suicide of another friend and uh, was having a fight with her boyfriend and uh, hung herself. 
Oh, oh God. Yeah. yeah. Tragic. That, like, both news anchors in this film were dead, like, two years after the release. Right. Wow. Isn't that wild? Don't play a news anchor in Sam Raimi's movies, I guess. Well, I even guess. sooner. There's a lesson I, to be Fishman, learned. Fishman died in 2007. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, yeah. like, it was like months three months after, after this, this release. That's crazy. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, very strange. Poor, poor very news sad. anchors. Yeah. Poor news anchors. Yeah. Um, they're just, yeah, they're just cause... Raimi red shirts. What are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It's not. Don't put that on a t-shirt. Um, <laughs> oh, no. All right. That's... <laughs> That's all I have for uh, But if you're in the market for t-shirts, uh, duallyjohnner.com slash merch. No, if you if you want to talk about some of the things we talked about today or will be talking about the rest of this week, you're going to want to do that on our Facebook group. That is the Spider-Man Minute Friendly Neighborhood Listener Group on Facebook. Uh, join us there. Join the discussion. Uh, we hope to see you all there. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow with Minute 112. Bye, everybody. Bye.